Welcome to Resting Witch Face, your one-stop haunt for all things spooky, bitchy, and more. I'm Bailey Bennett. And I'm Grant Jacoby. And welcome to part two of our <laughs> two-part episode about the Cecil Hotel and today about Elisa Lamb. I thought you were going to sing all of that and I was excited. Yeah, I lost interest in cool. my own bit. Um, I'm thrilled about this. Um, I hope you already enjoyed part one, but there's just so many more spooky things that have happened at this place i can't wait to get into it i will i will say this week that i do kind of know about the case that grant's going to talk about already but i don't know all the details so i will have an authentic reaction to everything (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's all we can we can hope for Mm -hmm. no prescribed like (gasps) ooh, (gasps) what (laughs) no uh but before we get into that how 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 are you (laughs) <laughs> i'm great we're definitely not recording this on the same day that we recorded the last episode so we never, definitely we haven't already caught up with each other um what i will say is that tonight is the golden globes um i was i was excited to watch it with grant but um it seems like he has other plans so we're not actually gonna do that yeah, so i'm just familial feeling, obligation i'm feeling like a little bit of disappointment um but i am i'm rooting for my my Stranger Things friends. Um, oh, you like Stranger Things? I, I know, oh, I know. I've weird. never, I haven't brought it up, but um, David Harbor, call me. Um, what about you? How are you doing? I'm good. I have one more week left of my winter break, mm-hmm. which I am uh, thrilled about because a week is a long time, and I'm devastated about because it means I have to go back to school soon, and also because I actually need to like be productive this week which is i've been putting yeah, off it's rough so i actually need to like i don't know clean my apartment or mm-hmm. like do some homework or go grocery shopping none of which i have any joy no in no interest um, so but it's gonna be good and i'm i'm you know new year new year same me mm-hmm. but um new year same me i have made no resolutions and i will not Honestly, and I know that you're not supposed to like. Aren't you supposed to like not speak your resolutions into? Or is that a thing? Or is Isn't that just, that just like birthday birthday, birthday candles? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I one of my goals for 2018 is to like not um, not necessarily give up anything or try to totally reboot something in my personality, but instead like try and dial things back. So instead of being like, I'm going to cut out carbs for mm-hmm. a month, in which case, like when I've tried to do that, it's like two days later I'm like I need a cheeseburger Uh you turn into like I'm gonna like really cut back on carbs and Mm -hmm. so maybe you're gonna have you can be like okay like I'm gonna have a cheeseburger like because I had a cheeseburger on Friday like I'm not gonna have it again Saturday at lunch (laughs) (laughs) I'm not I'm not gonna have seven cheeseburgers in a row this time Um, Um, which for someone who's a really big creature of habit mm -hmm. as I am that is hard yeah I totally get that I mean don't worry, we're not going to be one ounce less bitchy in this no. new year. Um, I mean, I just made a resolution. Okay. And actually, this is one that I think that I actually could do, and it's, I think I can do this one, is, it's not to watch less TV, N- but never. it's to watch more TV. <laughs> like, <laughs> more, more, like, um, <laughs> not like more quantity hours, but like instead of, because what I like to do is, and I'll be like, ugh, like, I don't know what to watch. Like, I don't want to start a new show. So I'll just rewatch episodes of The Office. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yes. And I know also, exactly. I don't know if you can hear this listeners, but something upstairs is going crazy. Yes. I have talked about you, this. You've talked about this and I've it's never heard It's definitely it a dog, but the dog is having a field day. Well, it's, it's definitely animal footsteps and, and human footsteps. So it's, there's a lot happening. And demon footsteps. And de- <laughs> um, yeah, I just think that there's a lot of uh, amazing TV shows and movies that are available for streaming that I choose to just like rot in my queue. Right, just because... like actually commit to another show exactly. rather than going back to something you already like. And something else I've done a couple times, which 
I actually found kind of helpful is like if you were like me and you tend to like watch TV, but also like play on your phone or do other things mm-hmm. at the same time, watch something in a foreign language with subtitles because mm-hmm. it actually forces you to pay attention. Yeah. To. Yeah. What's going on. That's a great one. Um, cool. That's my resolution that no one asked for. <laughs> I asked for it, kind of. Oh, actually, yeah. I. Yeah, no, I think I was like, I got one. Great. Um, before we get into. The story today, do we want to talk about some badass bitches real quick? I would love to. Um, um, I guess I'll go yeah, first yeah. since you're going to talk. Um, so no surprise here. My my bitch this week is J.K. Rowling. Um, obviously for, you know, for creating the most magical wizarding world of all time, <laughs> um, I will be forever indebted to her for that. But also because, like, she's the most woke person on the internet like she really do is. you follow her on twitter um i don't but i see her get retweeted into my time yeah i mean time. she That's like awesome. she roasts everyone anyone and everyone who would consider like stepping on anything her values or anything that she believes in including our dear president um and she just she does it better than anyone and I love her for it. She's so well-spoken. She's so eloquent. She's so creative with all of her responses. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just my favorite person to follow on Twitter, probably. She's also very charitable and very intelligent, and I love her. Yeah, she's she's a true pioneer. Mm-hmm. And I say that without an ins- and that no. sounded very sarcastic. No, but she it, truly like, is. I feel like in every sense of the word where, you know, she's changed uh, books forever. She's changed by, by proxy. She's changed film forever. Mm-hmm. And she's still, um, and the fact that she's like such a, you know, a, a strong, powerful feminine voice in social media and in, you know, literature mm-hmm. and politics, um, by ways of social media, I think is incredible. Yeah, and I think a lot of people already know her story, but she really came kind of from nothing mm-hmm. um, to achieve what she has achieved. So, yeah, so love you, J.K. Kudos to J. What does J.K. stand for? Don't know. Joan, um, Joe, something. All right, my baddest bitches of the week come from a show that I have just caught up on. All f- four seasons of it that have aired so far on Hulu. Um, and it's the cast of Younger. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, which is an excellent show created by Darren Star, who created Sex, Sex and the City. City, and it's based on a book by someone that I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> and it stars um, Sutton Foster, Debbie Mazur, Miriam Shore, and Hilary Duff. Yes. And it tells the story of uh, a woman in her forties, played by Sutton Foster, who can't get a job in publishing after leaving her work to uh, raise her daughter. And once her marriage falls apart, she says she wants to go back into the workforce, can't get hired, pretends that she's 26. Which, which is, like, there's a, there's a hmm. lot of, yeah, there's a lot of um, what's it, disbelief, not disbelief. Um, Suspen- suspension of disbelief. Yep, there it is. Yeah. Um, but what I really love about it is that it is a cast of, and there are some dudes on the show, um, like Mariska Hargitay's husband. Um, who is very attractive. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Peter. Herman, yes. Yes. Plays, um, Great work, Mariska. Yeah. Uh, and just, it's what I love about it, especially is that, I mean, it's a very funny show, very well done, but that it's just, it's the, the main core cast are these four incredible, very unique, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately all white, <laughs> but um, so I was yes. that was like diverse, not, not diverse. Not diverse. Diverse in terms of humor and acting style. And diverse, diverse in their backgrounds. I mean, yes. like Sutton Foster comes from like a straight musical theater background. Mm-hmm. Hilary Duff comes from our one and only Lizzie McGuire. Um, Debbie Mazar is my favorite woman on this earth. <laughs> um, I met her and she's so, yeah, when I... At my previous job, because her husband is an Italian chef, and the two of them own a restaurant and have... Where? It's in Brooklyn. Oh, what's it called? Um, the Tuscan Gun. He's, like, just this really adorable Italian man who is an amazing chef, and they have, like, a cookbook and everything. And they had a, they had a show on Cooking Channel called Extra Virgin. So, I yeah, I, I know a lot about Debbie yeah. Mazar, and she is wonderful. They were, they were both so, so wonderful. I'm... I am such a name dropper on this podcast. Like every time we talk no, about someone, like, I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. And when I met them, I just really thought she was so <laughs> down the earth. But you know what? If you have the experience, you yeah. might like, yeah. Uh, 
anyway go on i just totally (laughs) my 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 act no um no i'm happy that you had that information about debbie debbie mazar because my kind of like a special like shout out in in this cast of four is actually for hillary duff because i think that girl like she's just doing like really well for herself yeah like she looks so good i can't get over it she and she's just such an unproblematic fave Uh uh-huh not that there's anything wrong with like being in the public eye and kind of fucking up Mm -hmm. and like kind of going crazy and doing crazy shit. We love you, Lilo. Um, but there is, I, I just think that she has just been a pillar of, you know, she started off as a child actor, was very successful, you know, Casper meets Wendy mm-hmm. and obviously Lizzie McGuire and, um, Cadet Kelly. Oh, <laughs> like, hell yeah. <laughs> and she, you know, her acting career kind of was put on pause. She got married, became a mom. And then she decided to come back into acting and has just done, I, I think she just. Yeah. You know. No, I mean, it's really nice when like someone you respected when you were younger as, as a child actor actually like grows up to be someone that you still respect mm-hmm. and who's still really successful and talented, which and doesn't always happen. Tr- that's very true. And also cannot forget her outstanding musical career because I <sighs> love yeah. Metamorphosis, her first Let album, the rain fall down. And wake my dreams. Let it, please. Fun fact. Oh, I got this dog. Um, fun fact, when I was probably, so this was actually right when the album came out. So it was probably 2003. So I was 12. I was at my cave house and I was in my room and I was listening to the album on my Walkman. Mm-hmm. Not Walkman. Walkman was with cassettes. Was Walkman also with CDs? Oh. Whatever that was. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had my headphones in and I was singing along and I thought that I was being really quiet. <laughs> Because obviously I knew all the words to every song. Obviously. And my mom came and knocked on the door and was like, can you please stop? We're trying to sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> just was so embarrassed imagining my whole family like trying to sleep. And they just like, I'm hearing like 12 year old me like whisper singing Hillary Duff from my room. And that was the day you knew you were gay. Oh, I wish. It was probably like <laughs> day 5,000 that my parents were like, oh God, just when is he going to figure it out? Um, Great. So love her. And also... There was like the, I feel like the only like scandal I've heard about her is when, have you seen the photos of when she got Her the Halloween costume? costume? Oh. Oh. No? Okay. No. So there's more than one scandal. <laughs> what was her Halloween costume? She and her husband or boyfriend oh, at the time dressed up as like a pilgrim and like a Native American. Yeah. Eh, not, it's like not, not great. Not great, but she was the pilgrim, so. Yeah. Um, and no, there was the series of paparazzi photos that came out right where she, when she got engaged mm-hmm. and they're so funny. Um. I'm not going to post this to the Instagram, which is at RWF RWF podcast, um, because it's not very nice, but the photos show her getting proposed to her, like, um, it's on a balcony of like some hotel or apartment. And she's like, Oh my God, like so excited. She see her taking a photo of the ring and then promptly a photo of her giving her (laughs) fiance a blowjob. But was that actually what was happening or did it just look like that was happening? Reclined back on some chair, his hands behind his head <laughs> looking down as she is bent over ass up you know what girl well, you, no, but, you do you no it actually honestly made me respect her more yeah so it's like, fuck yeah it's okay like, it's like you got that rock like Great. you get on his cock like, <laughs> made, made that up right now oh my god and our merchandise that says um that will soon be available well, in the dumpster okay behind the local i'm chilies. sweating um no, I, I, and honestly, like, I think it's just like, it's like, yeah, girl, like, like, fuck it. Like you do you. And she, yeah. and like, it's not none that, of our business. You get that expositional, not expositional. What's that? What time when you like have to sex outside or in public? Exhibitionist. <laughs> you, you get that exhibitionist dick. <laughs> Lizzie. Great. I'm done. Awesome. Now let's promptly move on to a, a woman's <laughs> tragic murder. Oh. <laughs> oh. Or not murder. We don't well, really okay, know. So we're going to go into this story, as we've mentioned numerous times, is this, the death of Elisa Lam. And I'm going to go through kind of the facts that have been presented, 99% of which are from Wikipedia. But I did actually um, go through and more or less check out where some of the sources were <laughs> from, just because if, if you look into the story on the internet, there's a lot of conspiracy theory and there's a lot of kind of dark net kind of mm-hmm. stories. So I think it'd be better just to present the facts as they are and, or at least have they been presented to the public and then talk a little bit about some of the theories okay. of um, what they might mean. So Great. yeah. 
Elisa Lam was born on April 30th, 1991, 12 days after my birthday. Wow. Which I feel like is so annoying. I feel like anytime anyone says something about like, it's like, it's like that's four months of my birthday. Like, like that, cool. But actually, the, I was born on April 18th, 1991. But so I also didn't realize that she was so young. She was really young. So yeah, she died when okay. she was 20, 21, 22. Oh. Um, she was the daughter of immigrants from Hong Kong who um, immigrated from Hong Kong to... Uh, suburb of Vancouver, Canada, and and where they opened a restaurant in Burnaby. Burnaby. That's not really that important, okay. but she's from Canada. And she was a student at the University of British Columbia. Hold on. I need to... I, the microphone is blocking okay. the computer. So I need Set to yourself go. up. And so she was on a solo vacation to California. I couldn't really figure out why she was there by herself, but she did... Um, she traveled alone... Uh, via Amtrak and some buses down to San Diego first, where she went to the San Diego Zoo or seen at the San Diego Zoo, um, where she posted a lot of photos on social media. And then on January 26th of 2013, she arrived in Los Angeles, where she checked into the Cecil Hotel. First mistake. Yeah, don't 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 do it. Don't don't. Although I'm pretty sure this was it was probably with the stay on Maine. Oh yeah, it was. It was Stay wasn't on called. It wasn't called Cecil Hotel. It was called Stay on Main. Um, she was so she was initially assigned a shared room on the hotel's fifth floor, which also like a shared room. Yeah, is this like a hostel? I think it kind of was acting as a hostel. Okay, because she was checked into a shared room, and then, however, after a couple of days, her roommates started complaining about her, um, in quotes, certain odd behavior, and so she was uh, moved to a room of her own after two days. So. This this is kind of a the, the the main factor of the case, and also kind of the most I would say controversial aspect of the case is that uh, Elisa had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder as well as uh, depression, and she was prescribed to four different medications, which I'm going to butcher the names of right now: Welbutrin, Lamis, Lamictal. Nope, I'm not even going to pronounce them. She was on four prescribed medications. Great. And according to her family, um, who apparently were not super public about her mental illness, um, she had no history of suicidal thoughts or attempts, um, although there has been a report that she did go at one point missing for a brief period of time. When was that? Like years before? Yeah, before she ever came to LA. Okay. Um, And also before she came to LA, she was very into blogging. And she would post a lot of different photos on social media of um, fashion models and uh, like different like clothes that she liked. But also she would post uh, personal accounts of her life uh, and actually particularly about her struggle with mental illness. And in a particular blog post from January of 2012, so a year before the um, a year before her death, she um, lamented about how she had a, a relapse in her mental health, which caused steep decline in her academic work and actually forced her to drop several classes and left her feeling in quotes, in quote, um, so utterly directionless and lost. Hmm. And the title of this post that she had made was called, you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life, which was apparently a quote by the novelist Chuck Palahniuk. I am haunted by that until this podcast. Yeah. This, this, this (laughs) podcast gave us direction in life. So while Elisa was traveling, she contacted her parents back in British Columbia every single day. So when on January 20, sorry, January 31st, 2013, the day she was scheduled to check out of the hotel and leave to go to Santa Cruz, when they did not hear from her, they knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. So they called the LAPD and actually flew to LA to help with the search. On the day that she disappeared, uh, so the, the 31st, the hotel staff said that who had been interviewed said that she looked like she was alone. Um, and, uh, but besides being seen at the hotel, uh, a woman named Katie orphan, who is the manager of a nearby bookstore, who was actually the only person who specifically recalled seeing Elisa that day that she disappeared, um, at this bookstore said that she um, was outgoing, very lively, very friendly, and was at the bookstore purchasing gifts to take home to her family. And she said that she was talking about what book she was getting and whether or not she was, what she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around as she traveled. Okay. 
So this is important because she was planning on continuing to travel. Okay. As the police searched for the missing Elisa, they searched the hotel for the extent that they could. They searched her room and had dogs go through the building, um, including up to the rooftop to try and detect her scent, but were unable to do so. Um, however, they said that they were not able to search every room because they did not have probable cause mm-hmm. because this was at this point still a missing persons case and there was no belief. Um, there's no reason to believe a crime had been committed yet. Okay. So please conduct their search. No sign of Lisa. After about a week, they started posting flyers and they I guess they were more seriously considering her a missing person. Um, but it was not until February 19th of that same year. So roughly three weeks after Elisa had gone, had been reported missing that um, the guests at the, the Cecil hotel or the stay on main began complaining about, about low water pressure. And some actually complained that their water was, had a black tint to it and had an unusual taste. Which this is, is like the worst the, Yeah. Part. This is kind of the grossest part of the story. I, I apologize. Um, which led investigations of the water tanks, on top of the hotel, um, which provided the water to go down into the the rooms of the hotel, um, which included the the guest rooms, the kitchen, and a coffee shop, um, in which they found Elisa's body in one of the four one thousand gallon tanks. Yeah. Um. So. It's very sad. Very 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 sad. So. Um, this is so much. It's so much harder to talk about a person's death than to talk about a ghost. I know. And we're, we're, we'll, we'll be getting to, there is kind of a supernatural kind of ghost like element that we're going to get to. This isn't just a recount of this horrible tragedy. Um, I just think it's kind of important to give the context for all this first. So you get a sense of really kind of what was going on. Um, so on February 21st, two days later after her body was found, the LA coroner's office issued a finding of, accidental drowning Mm -hmm. um including that her bipolar disorder was a significant factor which is again kind of one of the controversial things yeah Um, i mean how do you accidentally drown in a water tank that's on the roof of your hotel well that's what's okay very very odd is because she was she was found naked with all of her clothes um in in the water tank with her including her watch room key um but not her phone. Her phone was never found. Never. Either, never found in either the hotel um, or near her body. So it is assumed that this, her phone at some point was stolen, but there was no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or any other indications of suicide. Toxicology tests came back incomplete um, because not enough blood was preserved. I don't oh. know what that means. Um, and Could it have? I mean, she. It was weeks later that they yeah, found she was, her, so it probably wouldn't have been I, in her system. Yeah. If you can, if if this is something that interests you, toxicology reports and, and whatnot, um, feel free to do more research about it. I chose to kind of not include some of the more gory details about her. Yeah, body. I don't know how that works. Um, basically, that there was there were some traces of, of prescription medication found in her system. Um, as well as some non-prescription drugs such as ibuprofen um, and a very, very, very small amount of alcohol, about 0.02% was found, Mm. um, but no other recreational drugs. And again, it had been weeks since she had died, Mm -hmm. but there are no actual um, indicators that she had been intoxicated or under the influence of any other sort of drug. Again, no signs of sexual assault or physical assault. So we'll come back into kind of the theories of how she died in a, in a bit. But so what's the most known about her disappearance and then, and her subsequent death is a surveillance video that was taken. (sighs) Bill is already like cringing. Um, A surveillance video that was taken in the uh, elevator of the hotel which is the last captured footage of Elisa while she was alive. It's truly one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. And nothing like there's nothing gory about it. There's no. nothing like you want to look away, but just like if you at this moment 
have the ability to stop listening to this and watch this video, I you you need to watch it. You should um, be forewarned. It's it's just it's very unsettling because mm-hmm. I think for just a video on its own, but because you know it's the last taken footage of a woman who may or may not. Okay, I'm not going to go into the the, mm-hmm. the theories yet. Um, but I do have a kind of written play by play of what occurs Great. in the video. If you choose, you do not want to see it, or if you're just lazy. Um, so the video is taken from a security camera that was in one of the upper rear corners of the elevator cabs, looking down from the ceiling, um, which the, the position of it offered not only a view of the interior of the elevator, but also um, a bit of the hallway outside. I am mm-hmm. literally getting chills just thinking about yep. it. I actually didn't even rewatch this. Oh, I just watched it before. yesterday. I, it's, I've seen it many, many times, but just it just gives me the creeps. Yeah. Um, so at the start of the video, Elisa enters the elevator cab dressed in a red zippered hooded sweatshirt over a gray t-shirt with black shorts and sandals. She enters from the left and goes to the control panel and appears to select several floors, then steps back to the corner. After a few seconds, during which the door fails to close, she steps up to it, leans forward so her head is through the door, looks in both directions, and then quickly steps back in, backing up to the wall and then into the corner near the control panel. The door still remains open. She walks to it again and stands in the doorway, leaning on the side. Suddenly she steps out into the hall, then to her side, back in, looking to the side, then back out. So it's kind of this weird, like, um, like shuffling. Yeah. And I'll also say like when she's actually in the elevator at one point when she like backs into the corner, she's like all the way up, like as if she's hiding Hiding. from someone or, you know, scared of something. Yes. Um, and, and again, the door still remains open. So the door, the door to the elevator never closes. Um, her right arm can then be seen going up to her head and then she turns to re-enter the cab, putting both hands on the side of the door. She then goes to the control panel, presses many more buttons, some more than once, and then returns to the wall she had come to the elevator from, putting both hands over her ears again briefly as she walks back to the section of the wall she'd been standing against before. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is the worst part. Yeah, the worst part. She turns to her right and begins rubbing her forearms together, then waves her hands out to her sides with palms flat and fingers outstretched, while bowing slightly forward and rocking gently. Mm-hmm. This can all be seen through the door, which still remains open. So it's kind of this weird... Um, yeah, she's like bowing forward and she's kind of gesticulating as if she's motioning to someone or mm-hmm. something. It's kind of this like kind of like witchy. Well, yeah, song. yeah, like yeah, it kind of it literally looks like if it were a cartoon and she were a witch standing over a cauldron and like moving her hands around on it like she were making magic. That's what it looks like. And then also, I don't know if you can tell if she's speaking either. There's no sound on the video. No but I don't know if you can tell if her mouth is moving, but it does kind of look like there's someone else down the hallway mm-hmm. who she's speaking to or, you know, something else. Yeah. So after she proceeds, um, after she completes this action, she proceeds to exit the elevator with her back against the wall and walks away to the left. And as she leaves out of view of the camera, the elevator doors finally closed. Also, that is confusing to me too. Was like the elevator broken or was she confusing the elevator by getting in and out so, so many there's times? there's a whole like elevator theory, which okay. I will get to. That's, it's, it's, but it's, no, it's bizarre. It makes no sense. Okay. Like, why would the elevator stay open? Why would, you know, she press a bunch of buttons. Like why wouldn't the elevator move to a different floor? Um, right. I mean, who is she talking to? Was she talking to anyone? Why? Like, there's a, a and there, there honestly, there are no answers to right. this story. Um, it is an unsolved case. Um, well, the the coroner has ruled it an accidental death, but mm-hmm. we'll get to that. I'm sorry, I keep saying that. People <laughs> <laughs> uh, are like, Grant, just get to the fucking story. So, the video was leaked through a Chinese video sharing site called Yuku, where it got three million views and four. 40,000 comments in its first 10 days and which then began um, spread it just I mean it went, it went, it went viral, viral yeah it went viral and it's I'm actually kind of surprised it's still available I know well I mean it doesn't show anything it doesn't you know it doesn't show anything and it's it's just uh, yeah I don't know there's there's so many things that you could conclude from it but mm-hmm. so here are, the, are some of the several theories that explain her actions in the video. The first was that Elisa was trying to get the elevator car to move in order to escape from someone pursuing her, while others say that she was just merely frustrated that the elevator wasn't working. Yeah, I remember the first time that I 
I saw like a clip of it and I saw the part where she's kind of like hiding in the elevator. I was like, oh my God, like someone is trying, like she's hiding from someone. But when I rewatched it, there isn't as much urgency as I remembered. Mm-hmm. Like she's not, it doesn't look like she's trying that hard to get away. She's like going in and out and in and out and all over the place. It's kind of like a weird, um, it's almost like she's playing hide and seek. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that sort of energy. It's a little that, bit playful. Yeah. Others suggest that she might've been under the influence of some sort of narcotic, either ecstasy or some sort of party drug. Yeah. Um, but again, there was no relation to, based on the toxicology report that she was under the influence of anything. Um, right. I will, I will say that I, I feel like that's a really kind of like the easiest thing to conclude is like, Oh, she was just on drugs, which, and I don't want to conclude that, but I will say like the part where she's gesticulating and like moving her hands around and stuff like that, the way that she's acting does kind of look like that could be the case. But again, yes. like the toxicology report is mm-hmm. inconclusive. So we aren't ever really going to know. Yeah. And the most, and the most popular theory and the probably the most logical in terms of the evidence as it's presented is that, you know, people believe because of her bipolar disorder that she was having a psychiatric episode or psychotic Mm -hmm. episode. And, um, because according to her autopsy, she had taken some of her prescribed stimulant medications, but neither of her stabilizers, Mm -hmm. um, which could have led to a manic episode, which, um, some people who suffer from bipolar, um, experience some hallucinations or psychosis. And if she were having this sort of episode, it's possible that she thought someone was following her or, um, she thought someone was following her to escape. Um, I didn't, I didn't really know about that. I don't either. I don't, I am not a knowledgeable person on psychiatric drugs or disorders. And I also would like to say that there are plenty, plenty of people with similar conditions, um, or mental illness as Elisa who, do not have these sort of episodes and live right. very normal, healthy totally. lives. So, and, and not, so I'm, I'm not so just, I just, I, I it's, I, a, it's a, such a touchy subject. It's such because a subject and I find it problematic to just be like, Oh, well she had bipolar. So she must've just kind of gone crazy. Right. And it's like, well, right. we don't know. Right. Um, because of the, what I think is besides the video, the kind of more cre- creepy and unexplained aspect of her death is that, so she was found in the water tank naked, as I mentioned, all of her clothes next to her, but the, the tank of the, the, the tank was shut behind her. Mm-hmm. So she would have had to g- climbed up to the roof through a fire escape, which I'm pretty sure I can, uh, I've kind of gone out of order of my notes, but she, um, yeah, I, I, yeah actually, no, I, I found it. So, um, the evidence did not, it explained how she died, but, not actually how she got into the tank in the right. first place because the doors and stairs that access the hotel's roof were locked with only staff having the passcodes and keys. Um, and apparently anyone, any attempt to force them open would have triggered a, an alarm. Mm. Um, but there was apparently a, a hotel fire escape that could have allowed her to bypass those security measures or someone might, or if someone had been with her right, who knew how to get up to the, um, that's the thing. That's, that's kind of what I think could be, be most plausible is kind of a combination of things where like maybe she maybe she had taken something or she was having some kind of episode that put her in a more um vulnerable vulnerable state and someone took advantage of that state or intervened in some way that would have allowed because it seems so unlikely to me that she could have gotten herself into that situation because it's it's also like i've i've also read that it's like it would have been incredibly difficult for her to even climb up into the tank and open the door and yep. So the tanks, all four tanks were four, four by eight um, cylinders propped up on concrete blocks. There was no fixed access to them. And the hotel workers would have to use a ladder to look, to even get there and to look at the water. They're protected by heavy lids. that have been difficult to replace from within. So that I, I think I agree with you. I think that the most logical thing I can think of is that there was someone else there was someone else, I think, involved in her death besides just her. Because I think people tried to say... Because the most popular theory is, again, she had a manic episode. She she thought she was being pursued by someone. She was paranoid. She went up to the roof. She climbed into the water tank for safety and accidentally drowned. Mm-hmm. But the actual act of cl- even getting to the roof, which, again, was pretty unpl- implausible on her own, to then 
move this incredibly heavy lid, right. climb into the tank, right. and close it, proceed to take off all her clothes. I know. I don't know. It's. It seems more likely to me that the tank was a place to dispose of her once someone had already... Like, do we know that she... She died by drowning. But there are also kind of other hints of, of foul play. Um, the first being that a lot of viewers have argued that the video of her in the elevator had been tampered with before made public. Hmm. Um, there have been claims that parts have been slowed down or that nearly a minute, full minute of the footage had been discreetly removed, even though the, um, the, cause the, the timestamp, the timestamp has been obscured or, oh. or is it prevalent or I don't know. I don't remember um, seeing it. Um, so theories are saying this could be done simply to protect the identity of someone who otherwise would be in the video, but had nothing to do with the case right. was featured. Um, or to actually conceal that her disappearance and subsequent death was actually the responsibility of some sort of criminal behavior. Why would they want to hide that from the public? We don't, if someone in the hotel was involved. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, again, like that's why you get into conspiracy theories and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But, um, a lot of these kind of theories about a cover up bleed into the actual corners um, report, which mm-hmm. when it first was released, her death was ruled an accident. And then a couple days later, it was re-released as undetermined. Great. So at some point, and actually you can, I, I don't actually have the files obviously in front of me, but apparently right. you can see in like in the actual file, accident was crossed out and accident undetermined was checked. So there's something that's, yeah, something isn't quite right. Um, unfortunately the, the death was ruled accidental or they, they were never able to conclude actually what happened to Elisa and how she got up onto the roof and died. Um, her parents did file a wrongful death suit against the hotel claiming that the hotel failed to inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that would that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Elisa and other hotel guests. I'm I'm assuming just basically that there shouldn't have been a way for her to get up onto the roof and into those water tanks. Right. Um, the hotel argued that they could not have foreseen that she would have that sort of behavior mm-hmm. um, if she did do it herself. Um, and since there's no evidence to actually how Elisa got into the water tank no liability could actually be assigned and the suit was dismissed. Great. Awesome. So the last thing I'll say, um, I mean, there's so I, uh, this is, this is kind of story. Um, again, thanks Katie for, mm-hmm. uh, thanks, Katie. recommending that we do this. Cause this is actually something that she and I have talked about a lot is because I think there's so, because there's so much that's, that's unanswered and you, you, I think you talk about this one, you're like, oh, it has to be this. And it's like, but then doesn't like, you know, it doesn't make sense. A lot of it does not add up. And it just like, it just gnaws at you. And you're just yeah. like, I just, I hate, I hate that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And that this happened to her and she has no kind of, there's no closure for her family. There's no closure for her family. And it's just, it's turned into this, well, it's turned into kind of a supernatural ghost story because actually, right. oh, sorry, I totally forgot to mention the, not the coolest part, but the, the part that I definitely didn't know is that a lot of people or some people have theorized that because one of the things that was kind of odd in her behavior was pressing all the, the buttons. Mm-hmm. And apparently there's a sort of Korean kind of like uh, ghost story or um, urban legend where you can use the elevator buttons to enter a new dimension. Oh, and I looked it up and you can find it very easy online. Um, but it's like, if you press a certain button like you press a button, you go to that floor, you press another button, go to that next floor, press that button. If it doesn't go to that floor, it's like, like all these different rules of what yeah. to do. And then like a woman is supposed to enter onto the oh my God. car with you and you're not supposed no. to look at her, or talk to her. If you do, she's going to take you to hell with her. And it's like, no. it's like really kind of, so there've been, there've been speculations that right. maybe that it's something to do with Elisa either trying to play this game mm-hmm. or actually crossing into another dimension. So it's also unfortunate that this story has been, which might just be like a truly tragic accident. I know. And it's like so kind of sensationalized at this yeah. point because of the video. Like who, I I mean, obviously we've watched the video. A lot of people have watched it because our curiosity gets to us in that way. But it's not, It's there's nothing good about the fact that like this girl's death went viral. Yeah. 
I, yeah. that's not fun. No, it's not fun. Um, the, the last thing I will say, which I did not know about, I don't really know much about, but um, in a really kind of bizarre coincidence, right nearby the Cecil Hotel, there was a lab that was conducting a trial for a new tuberculosis drug for patients with um, who had been diagnosed with HIV, and the name of the drug was the Lam Elisa. What? Capital L A M dash capital E L I S A. When did that? Like at the, time, at the time of her death. That's so weird. I mean, it's nothing. It's but it's just like I know, and like it's. I mm. feel free to do more research on that if you want to, listeners. Wow. But I it was turned it was turning into a little bit of a rabbit hole. Yeah, this whole story. Is <laughs> I mean, a rabbit hole. we could we could really go on, but um, but that was just kind of like the last kind of wow. Break. I was like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. so that is the tragic death of and mystery of Elisa Lam. Yeah. Oh, well, that was. I mean. It's incredibly fascinating, but it's so sad. Um, it's very sad. And I wish I wish that we had more answers. Me too. About that. But also, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I love a good un- unsolved mystery because I, I don't know, maybe I've said this before in this podcast, but I like a good unsolved mystery when it's like, there are like three possibilities that are yeah. presented to you mm-hmm. and you're able to be like, oh, it's this. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's never been concluded, it's kind of that like, oh, like I know what happened. Right. But this is one of those where it's like, I, I mean, my, my gut is telling me that there's, I, I, my gut is telling me that there's no way that someone else was not somehow involved. Yeah. I'm surprised that like, are there not more security cameras anywhere else in the building that might've picked up her? Actions. I mean, you've reported on this hotel. I don't think it was a very nice place to stay. I know. It was probably pretty run down. It's probably amazing that we got this footage. I know. I mean, please no one sue me. This is not any sort of actual evidence, but my my gut, I keep saying that, but like my instinct would be, if I were to truly theorize a hypothetical situation, I'm wondering if during her stay at the hotel, Elisa befriended a hotel worker. Mm-hmm maybe someone, maybe security guard or someone. And she was with that person that day and yeah. she, maybe she did have a manic episode or something yeah. and they didn't know what to they do. They didn't know what to do. She wasn't behaving normally. She, they went up to the roof together. She just, she decided she wanted to go for a swim. She mm-hmm. climbed into the water tank. She drowned. The person panicked, covered the lid yeah. back up and edited somehow yeah. edited the tape. Something along those lines. Or it didn't even or he wasn't even in the elevator tape to begin with, mm-hmm. but that it was, was the precursor the to Yeah. I just I don't yeah, there's a lot. That's kind of my yeah. like if I were writing a CSI episode. Right. That would be the plot twist. But let us know your theories. Yeah. <laughs> um, email them to rwfpodcast.gmail.com and email us your suggestions and we might talk about them yeah, as we've talked about yeah, Katie's. Yeah. Yeah. So should we um, wrap things up with a little bit of? Yeah. Bit of <laughs> this this is a harder transition than usual, but yeah, let's yeah. get into a bitch sesh. <laughs> you you go first. Okay. Um. Okay. I think this is something that you might really relate to. Okay. Um. And it's it was prompted by, I, I will admit, I was listening to the soundtrack to The Greatest Showman. Okay. Which I can't, I mean, it's very addictive. I don't necessarily think, it's the same writers as the La La Land music. You know I love La La Land. Oh, I didn't realize. It's um, Pacing and Paul? Benj, yeah. 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 Um, the songs are super catchy, and I can't stop listening to it. I haven't seen the movie yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I went to the premiere for work. But you didn't see the movie? No, it's a whole thing. But... Whatever. I'm interested. I was. I'm kind of interested in the movie, not completely, but I decided to listen to the soundtrack. And there's this one song that came on. Um, it's called Never Enough, and I think it's the highlight of the album for sure. Um, and I was like, Oh my god, this this woman's voice is amazing. Like, who from the cast is this? And it turns out it's it's no one from the cast. It's Rebecca Ferguson's role being dubbed by another singer. And so Rebecca Ferguson in this film plays a ironically a singing sensation but apparently can't sing so apparently her vocals have been dubbed over by a woman named lauren allred who is incredible like beautiful beautiful voice but it it just brought up something that's bothered me in the past which is when 
films choose to cast people in musical theater roles who can actually sing. Um, and it's happened, it's happened before. And it, it just makes, it just bothers me because I mean, Grant and I have both done musical theater before and no, obviously so many talented people who can do both and deserve those roles. Um, and not to say I haven't seen the film. I don't, I don't know, um, how Rebecca Ferguson does in the role. And I'm, and I'm not to say that she's not an incredible actress and that she didn't necessarily deserve the part, but. But if you're going to be casting a role that's specifically about that someone can sing and you're not actually going to do it. Right. And it just, it just makes, it just bothers me that this other vocalist who's really incredible, you have to kind of do your digging to figure out that it was her and she's not really going to get the recognition that she deserves kind of like a, Singing in the Rain situation. Or West Side Story. Yeah. Um, pretty much a, lo- a lot of them were dubbed over. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, My Fair Lady. I think yeah. it was the same... Uh, I forget her name. It's, I think it's, it's not Marty Noxon, because obviously Mm-mm. that's... It's, but something very similar to that, who did the vocals for uh, Natalie Wood in West Side Story right. and Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady. In... Like, even in, with, like, Emma Watson in Beauty and the Beast. Like, I love Emma Watson. But yeah, that but like, so- that don't... soundtrack is just like one like they've tuned her to the to the point where you can't even like tell it's a human voice because mm-hmm. she's not really a singer like she's maybe she's kind of kind of a singer but it doesn't make sense to me that there are so many people who are deserving of of those roles. Marnie Nixon. Okay, so it's not Marty Nixon. <laughs> it's Marnie Nixon. Okay, got it. But like no one, everyone knows Natalie Wood, but they don't know. Marnie Nixon because mm-hmm. she was just like the, you know, the face behind the curtain. Yeah. Well, but actually kind of suck with that, that, um, situation is that actually Natalie Wood recorded all the vocals. She, and she like lips, like when they filmed it, she lip synced to herself. Uh-huh. And then I was actually in post-production. They were like, mm. oh, so she went oh, and saw no. the premiere of the film and she was like, that's not my voice. Oh my God. And that, and that sucked. That's horrible. Um, yeah, um, yeah, no, that's, so that's just, like, yeah, that's just cast people who can do time. both. And also, like, if you're doing a movie, like, I understand that's like you need star power to bring some people in, but if you're doing if you're doing a, a big movie musical, like, yeah, maybe cast some famous actors in like a couple of the ro- like one or two of the roles, and then get some like really talented Broadway, right, or at least musically theater trained, like maybe some people besides Anna Kendrick too, right? <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, and like I, this is very kind of hypocritical of me because. Again, I have not seen this movie yet, um, but you know I've done a fair amount of research on it, and obviously I've listened to all of the music. And I just kind of wanted to give a shout out to Lauren Allred, who is yeah. putting putting the work in. Um, and that's just something that bothers me. That actually that that's bothered me for a long time. That was that was a good one. Thank you for bringing that. That's, that's <laughs> no I've, problem. I've, well, I've always like bitched about it, and people have been like. But they're trying to sell a movie. I know. Like, I mean, there's well, a million, mm-hmm. there's a million arguments why you sh- should do it. And I, I understand it's a business. Yeah. But. Well, speaking of things that are businesses mm-hmm. and speaking of things that I have never seen, nor have any intention of seeing, my complaint is just about why, why is the Big Bang Theory still on? <laughs> and why is that the number one comedy on television? That's... Uh, yes, I have wondered this for many years. I keep seeing things where it's like, it's been renewed through season 12. Like all of the cast members make like a million dollars per episode, yes. which is what the actors on Friends yes. made in their, and, in their final season. And Friends is a fantastic show. I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> and well, what I say or what anyone says? Anyone. Okay. I was going to say, I, I think Friends is a very good show. Okay, fine. Um, But it just, every time, it just baffles me to see, like, because I I love following, like, TV blogs and seeing what shows are getting ratings. I just think it's interesting. And it consistently does so well. And yet, I don't know a single person who watches it. I don't know anyone who watches that show. I've heard some people have been like, yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. They're not funny. And, like, no disrespect to the actors, but it's, like, it's the same creator as, like, Two and a Half Men and, like, like a bunch of kind of, like, really generic, like, sitcoms that aren't that funny, aren't that original. And just, like, sucks when you hear about... Like specifically, I was watching the TV show Great News, which is on NBC, mm-hmm. which stars um, Brigitte Heelan and um, Nicole Richie and Andrea Martin. That is uh, created by Tracy Wakefield, who wrote for Thirty Rock, and it's executively produced by Tina Fey, who is my favorite person on the face of the earth. And it's so funny, and it's so clever, and it's so unique, and it just is. I mean, it's like it's not gonna like 
you know, it's, it's no 30 Rock, it's no Parks and Rec, it's no The Office, but it's a really, really funny show, and it is getting slammed in ratings. Meanwhile, Big Bang Theory, which, like, makes jokes about, like, fucking science and shit, <laughs> is, like, the number one, like, it has no signs of stopping. I, it's really crazy. And, I mean, I think we... <laughs> We may not be the target audience for that show. I think the people who are watching it are people who... Like, leave their TV on while they, like, eat Yeah, dinner. and, like, have cable. I mean, I don't have cable. Yeah. I, I have, like, Netflix and Hulu and HBO, and... That's all you need. Like, I think it's... There's a bit of a generational gap. There's a bit of, I think, the suburbs versus urban areas. Like, if you, mm-hmm. like, own a house in the suburbs, like, you have a TV and you have a cable bill and you <laughs> sit down with your family and watch what's on TV at night. Yeah. But I also think that that kind of that kind of way of watching TV is is dying to be frank. Well, yeah. And I think that with shows all like the baby the, boomers. Yeah, and I kind <laughs> of think that shows like The Big Bang Theory work in that format and they don't necessarily work when you have a format where you sit down and you can you have a library of anything that you can choose. I don't know. I mean, yeah. clearly someone's watching it, so clearly about like 12 billion people are watching it. Yeah. Which is just I just I don't know. It's kind of like people like shop local. I'm like, watch local, but like watch good stuff. Like yeah. watch like, and we all have those shows that you're like, oh my god, this is a piece of shit. And I mean, like I love Real Housewives. I'm like, that's right. not winning any Emmys, but I mean, again, we have not watched Big Bang Theory. No, and I'm still going. to I think I've seen it. like an episode, maybe. I I've I've like passed through it on TV, and again, it is no, and and maybe it is like the funniest thing in the world, but I really highly doubt it. It's just confu- It's just confusing. It's to very me. confusing. So. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, Whew. so um, as always, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And stay tuned for next week when we hopefully complain about more things that we haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely uh, well, going. I have a yeah. very, well, I told Bailey there's a very specific thing that I'm planning to complain about, but I need to watch the movie first. Okay, I'm not gonna say what it is. Stay tuned. Maybe by next week I'll see it if I can find it online. <laughs> All right, bye, bye bitches. bitches.